Hello, and welcome to season two of On the Rocks. I'm your host, Olivia Noseda, and I'm so glad you're here. This season, we're discussing the many ebbs, flows, joys, and complexities of friendship. From aligning our values with our inner circle to navigating a friendship breakup, On the Rocks is shedding new light on this topic of wellness that's been overlooked for far too long. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the pod. I've been so bad. Honestly, I'm not even going to sit here and lie. I have managed my time poorly. I have not gotten an episode out to you in a few weeks. We have had some scheduling things happen. I'm in New York right now. It's a whole thing. And I'm so sorry for those of you who have been waiting for this episode to come out. This is the second to last episode in the friendship season. And I'm so pumped. I know the content of this specific episode is just, it's going to wash all of your frustration at me away for timing because it's so good. I was able to sit down with Jeanette of Shut the Kale Up and Rachel of Rachel's Good Eats. And we pretty much just talk about their friendship and we go deep. We talk about everything Jeanette's been through in the last two years, how Rachel has shown up to support her, how Jeanette shows Rachel support and love. And their friendship is truly like, I knew they were going to be great. I was excited to interview them, but I did not, I don't think I realized the depth of their friendship and how inspiring it is and how meaningful it is and how much they both love each other. It was so beautiful to listen to them. I also think they provided some great advice for how to deal with specific friendship situations and just obviously listening to what they've both been through in the last two years as like rider dies is, it's honestly unreal. So without further ado, here's the episode. If you love it, share it, rate the pod, and I'm so happy you're here. It's my understanding that you guys have been friends since like the early Instagram days. Like since like what? 20... Like 2016. Mm-hmm. 16, right? That's early. Yeah, 2016. It was when Elliot was like one. Like one and a half. Okay, so how did you guys meet? I want to hear like the whole meet cue. Well, I feel like back then the whole like wellness Instagram world was extremely small. Like you kind of yeah. knew all the people in the circle. Yeah. If that's that's kind of how I remember it. Is that yeah. right, Janae? Yeah, no, I agree. It was very new. Yeah. And then I started seeing you on Instagram everywhere. So then we just started following each other. And I think just casually just started commenting and, you know, becoming BFFs. And then Siete, like, made us come together. And they had us out for – it was their very first, like, influencer trip for Cinco de Mayo – like the coveted Siete influencer The coveted Siete influencer trip. And then that's where we met in real life. And we just hit it off like immediately. Immediately. Yeah. So that was like the moment where you're like, okay, this person's going to be my friend. Oh, yeah. yeah but, and it was always – I just think you just don't know fully. Like now they're like Instagram stories and you like – you see yeah. more of the person versus just their feed, which was – Back then, it was just your feed. We didn't even have Instagram stories at the time. So I think just like meeting in real life, which, by the way, was so weird. That was the very first like influencer trip I'd ever been on. And so like. Me too. I think Jeanette too. Yeah. So I think it was just like this wild new world. And it was so cool. Like it brought people together. And I just loved it. And you guys got to meet You guys got to meet a lot of other people too in the space, which I feel like is a, you know, it's obviously like fun to hang out with like, (laughs) but you guys got to meet like a lot of other people in the space, which I think is cool. But you start, you sort of like siphon off like, oh, this person I feel like I'd rock with. Like this person I feel like can be my real life friend. But so when you went home, how was the transition? Because you guys don't live in the same state. It's not like you guys hang out. So like, what was, I don't even know how, how do you do that? What was that like? I feel like this is the only relate like long distance relationship I've ever had with anybody really yeah because we've obviously never lived in the same state or you know visited enough for us to be like oh we're this close but I think in 2020 was when we really really started to reach out and talk every day and send the texts and make effort on both ends which I think is really special. Yeah. We're just committed. 
Yeah, bitch. <laughs> pot committed. Well, I feel yes. like there's like we've been we've been on a few trips together. We've wow. like made time to hang out and see each other. And it's just someone that is truly one of my very best friends that I can always count on. Yes, she doesn't pick up the phone all the time, but like I know she'll call me back. She'll leave. No, she'll audio message you. Yes, she'll she'll leave four, four fucking minute voice memos all the time. She okay. First of all, Rachel, you literally tell me if you have two minute, if you have a two minute voice note, like to send me, just call me. Just call me. So I make sure I'm like at one minute fifty nine seconds. No. And I'm literally like, I feel like Jeanette and I, when we audio message, we're sending 10 minute audio messages to each other. Like, I'm all about it. I'm like, do not call me, audio I message can't me. Text. My brain doesn't work that way anymore. I'm like, yes, no, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what happened. <laughs> like, it's so the easy. The thing is, none of my other friends, none of my other friends leave voice memos. It's only Jeanette. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't do them. Like she's made me branch out and sometimes I'll leave her one. And it's like a rare moment in time where like <laughs> it doesn't usually happen. So those are special, but yeah, none of my friends do I it. Do you not, do you not do it? Cause you feel awkward doing it. Like, do you sound, cause I feel like when I first started doing it, my mom, she's so funny. My mom tried to do it and she thought it was like Siri. So she turned on the audio message and she's like, Hello, Olivia, period. Anyway, yeah, that sounds good, exclamation point. And I was like, mom, this is an audio message. Like, you can just talk. But I feel like it's kind of awkward doing it, like, listening to yourself. Yeah. I think so. I think I I just – Jeanette can talk to herself the entire day is the thing. And I'm more like I need someone to bounce around ideas. I'm more of a listener. So I think that's why it doesn't work for me all the time. But Jeanette's a talker. You okay, know, that is so true, Rach. You're such a good listener. I feel like we both we're, we both just mesh really well. But that's like the hallmark of a good friendship. I feel like somebody who listens and somebody who's better at listening, and then somebody who talks. And then I'm sure, like Rachel, obviously talks, and Jeanette, you are a great listener too. But there's probably like you guys have your forte, and then you're not both trying to talk over each other, which is probably like lends to a really healthy friendship. <laughs> I agree with yeah, that. It's rare. I think that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel I like I offered um, some good advice those couple years, but definitely more of like the listener. Like I would just yeah, need a interception for you to just, I don't know, share your thoughts, you know? When you have something going on, Rachel, do you prefer a friend to listen or to offer advice or does it kind of depend on the situation? I think it depends. Like a little of both. Yeah. Jeanette? I prefer somebody listening and Mm. not giving me advice. But when I needed it, Rachel literally. Mm. I mean, she became the friend that I needed. Because I, it was, I tell you this all the time, Rach. Like, we were friends in, in such a, I guess it was like a container of, areas where we would talk and like it would just work but like the deep stuff mm-hmm. I felt like you had to become the person that I needed you to be and I thought I think that's really special for someone to be able to like branch out of that and like get deep with me you know because you had never gone through something like this but you I were know. able to give the best advice and also be the best listener to my situation I think it's because I knew you so well at that point, you know? So I feel like I could offer some things that could work in the situation, even though, yeah, like I've never gone through that. But like I put myself in the situation like we were going through that together. Like I'm your fucking ride or die. We're going to like experience this together and I'm going to be there whenever you need it. And I thought, well, now looking back, I thought it was – amazing that you and Bridger since you knew both me and my ex-partner that like you stuck to your guns and you were like nope we're done here yeah we will like after we found out about just all of this information like they were both like no we can't be friends with somebody that would do something like this out of like integrity you know and I'm 
I'm curious to know what that process was like for you and Bridger, Rachel, because it's kind of hard, like knowing and knowing two people and like you guys were friends with like good friends with both of them. And then what the process is like to hear information and then be like, mm-hmm. okay, how do I, because I'm sure you're like the leader in that situation. You're like, Jeanette's my friend first. Was it even a question oh, yeah. or were you like, we have to think about this? I guess the stages, the first reaction was, no, I don't believe that at all. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't do that. So we were just as shocked as everyone else. And we didn't believe yeah. that someone could do that. Someone in our circle could do that. And then once we like, you know, all found the receipts and all the things, we were, I mean, especially me, I'm like, you're cut off. Like, I am no longer your friend in that situation. Jeanette is my number one. And even for Bridge, it's like, he was closer with Jeanette just because I talked to her every day, you know? So he was more like cut off too. I actually really appreciate you kind of talking about the process, Rachel, because I feel like in friendships, sometimes it's so hard when we become friends with our friends' partners and then they break up or whatever ends up happening. And then you kind of have to go through this like moral dilemma of like, who do I stand by? Obviously, like you don't want to when somebody else becomes your friend, you don't know what to believe. And then at the end of the day, it's just like, no, this person's my best friend. This is my ride or die. This is who I stand by. And like, that's the end of it. I feel like that's true friendship. And you probably felt so supported in that moment, Jeanette, when it was just like, it wasn't even a question. You didn't even have to explain yourself to them. Right. I mean, for me, I think it's not even about standing by your friend. It's about standing up for what is right and what is Mm. true. Because in this situation, I always said, it doesn't matter if I'm right or this other person is wrong. It's, is it the right thing to do, period? You know, Mm. and obviously being out of integrity and doing the type of shit that was done. And like Rachel said in the beginning, the stages of it, like it was, I mean, still I'm like, another stage. Oh my gosh. Like when does it end? You know? But again, it's like the, yeah, like just her being by my side and also Bridger being able to share his thoughts and like, just be the man and share that type of like what's the word like advice yeah advice and also like his thoughts because he would he would spend time with him by himself mm-hmm. and you know just things like that just like the inner the tea yeah. well i think it's also like when you decided that you wanted to try to make things work it's like well now i'm going to it was tough for me in the beginning but like I'll shift my mindset to support whatever you want, you know, even though I'm never going to have that same relationship with him personally, yeah. I'll support you if that's what you want to do and like write it out, see if it can work, especially for the boys, like go do your thing and then I'll still be there, you know, obviously. I, you know, how like sometimes when you're in relationships, I guess this is more like maybe when we were younger and we were in different relationships, sometimes you don't want to tell your friends the bad things about your partner because you're afraid that you're right. Like you're afraid your friends only going to think about those things. It's not like you're going being like, and they said this cute thing and that cute thing. You're like, this happened, that happened, that happened. And it starts to like change your friend's perception of your partner. And I feel like a lot of us tend to avoid talking about the problems we have with our partners to our friends because we don't want them to have that negative perception. But I feel like exactly what you explained, Rachel, is so like, to me, that's such a true friend who's able to say like, I know all of this shit went down and I'm able to respect Jeanette's opinion and I'm able to respect her decision to want to try and make it work. But I'm sure that was difficult too, to have to kind of like shift the mindset. And I'm sure too, it's difficult for you, Jeanette, like, I remember when you came to me and were like, yeah, I think I'm going to try and make it work. And I'm like, bitch, what? And it's hard to have to go back to your friends and tell them that, right? It was very difficult with Rachel and Bridger because I did not want to lose that friendship. Mm-hmm. And Rachel was so adamant because she had a conversation with him about how, you know, he explained what was the, what was it. And of course, like, Rachel sniffed it out and was like, he's trying to play the victim. My whole thing was 
Yes, he was. And he was getting defensive and like getting upset. And I'm like, you have no right no. to be in that lane anyways. And I think just at that point, like made me realize like he's never going to change. You know, if you're really, really getting mad at this point at me for something that you did, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I think that was hard. I'm just very, I'm, I don't know. I'm stubborn, I guess, but like I do see from Jeanette's side how it was important to like do everything you could to yeah. make it work and see that through. Let's talk about seed, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things. Well, there are no bad things. Listen, if you've been following me on Instagram since literally 2018, I think, you know I've been taking Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic for five years. That's insane to me. That's longer than literally any relationship I've ever had, which makes it safe to say that Seed is, well, my life partner. When I tell you I was just at the dermatologist, she asked me about my probiotic and I told her I took Seed's DSO-1. Her eyes lit up. She loves Seed. I love Seed for many reasons, but mainly because incorporating a symbiotic, which means it's a prebiotic and probiotic in one, into your daily routine is crucial for skin health, digestive health, and so much more. I know that it's one of the most simple yet effective ways I can show myself daily love. Exclusively for my podcast listeners, that's you, Seed is offering 25% off your first month with the code on the rocks. And when I tell you, you will not regret this purchase. Head to the show notes to grab a link, which is also seed.com slash on the rocks. Back to the show. Jeanette, go. I'm just glad that we went through it together and that we <laughs> no longer have to go through that. Like we went through it together, really. And I'm just happy that true colors were shown and that we were able to just move through that. And we're still trying to navigate through it as friends. You know, like Rachel's always there for me anytime I have to talk about it. Yeah. But it's it's such a blessing to have a friend like this. So, Jeanette, when you were going through all of this, Rachel got married, right? He so, was officially their wedding, which is literally still so crazy to me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's actually crazy to me, but it worked out so much better. Like, thank God, all that happened, and yeah. our marriage wasn't tainted. Hey. <gasps> imagine by, by satan so that is totally i'm so happy with how that turned out but like the timeline was very hard because our wedding was like kind of in the thick of it with jeanette and so she mm -hmm. came so appreciate her coming it was in cabo so it was out of the country for her to come by herself to come to our wedding so that meant so much and when? i just wanted it was in 2021 it was in april of 2021 it was right before i found out about the other woman so when like your friend okay so rachel's getting married right and you have all this i'm sure on your your end rachel like all this excitement you're obviously you and bridger have been together for a long ass fucking time but like still getting married is so exciting and beautiful and so you have all this excitement you probably want to share with jeanette and then jeanette's going through literally the exact opposite of what you're going through like her literally. marriage is breaking down and so I'm curious to know how you guys handled that like I want to hear from both of you but on both ends like truly I want to know Jeanette how you felt was it difficult for you how did you support Rachel and then on the other side Rachel was it difficult for you to feel like maybe you couldn't share as much with Jeanette and how did you support Jeanette while also going through this time that's like supposed to be really exciting whoever wants to go first First and foremost, Rachel literally navigated it so eloquently and like perfect. She she was just like, it doesn't matter about this. What what matters is you and your feelings. Like, talk to me. She made time. I felt so awful that I couldn't talk about the excitement, the oh my gosh, you're getting ready to get married to your best friend, you know? And Knowing that my ex-partner wasn't going to come with me, I mean, it was just devastating. There was a lot of blame put on me. There was a lot of, like, shaming and just awful, awful things said. 
And I was believing that. And so having all of that being put on my back and like going to Mexico by myself to watch, you know, two of my best friends getting married was so hard. I was so happy for them. And I feel like I did a good job at showing up and like just being present and being so happy for them. I'm not that type of person that is like, oh, fuck them. They're getting married and my my life is like breaking down. Like I, I've never been that person. I am so, I'm still this person where I see two couples holding hands or like kissing out on the street and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for my turn because I know it's going to happen, you know? And I'm happy for them. And I always like mention thing, little things like this to like, if I'm around people where I'm like, did you guys see that? That was so cute or, you know. <laughs> I'm such a lover. That's one of the things I love about you. (laughs) I'm such a lover. So it was exciting for me to go, but I also had that in the back of my mind. Like I was trying not to think about it. But after the festivities, I would be in my room by myself and I would literally cram myself to sleep Mm. in the bathroom. I think, oh, that makes me so sad. I think you did I think you let me be excited before the wedding. You like totally, I could call you whenever I could, I felt like I could speak freely with my excitement of, you know, getting ready, doing all the things. And then I was also like, you know, making time to like hear you out, like share your thoughts, all the things. So I think we both did a good job in that time. I just wish you didn't have to come to the wedding with the burden of thinking that the divorce was on your back, mm. you know? Like there was – he put so much shame inside of her and made her feel so horribly that she was thinking that this whole situation was her fault. And so yeah. I think just that attitude and mood – you know, that whole weekend for the wedding, you, you were great. Honestly, every time I saw you, you like, you were excited, you were happy, but like, that's so sad that like you went back to your room and was like, you know, that upset. So I think just the timing of it was so challenging and difficult. And if it was just like a few weeks later, when you learned what really happened, I think even then you would have had a different obviously perspective and like attitude going into that week so I think that was just really really hard on your on your part yeah but it was one of the most magical nights ever like you guys slow dancing I that I remember like it was yesterday it was my favorite it's so crazy to me how supportive you guys are even now like just listening to you guys talk about it and talk about how I don't know, just listening to you talk about how you were able to support one another during that time when it was so polar opposite, like you were literally going through such a 180. And I think there's a lot of friendships and for better or for worse, like it's okay. Obviously, there's going to be some times in a friendship and you can let me know if you disagree where someone's going to kind of get the floor, like someone's going to be going through shit. They're going to get the floor. I'm going to give my friend a few months. It's going to be like their few months. But I think there's like so much equanimity in your friendship and you're both able to like see the other so clearly and you both seem like such selfless friends, which I feel like is such a it's it's rare, I think. But it also is like what makes the best friendships is when the two people are selfless enough to know like I'm going to support this person, but then be able to talk about their shit and get their shit off their chest. Because I'm sure, Jeanette, if you didn't feel safe in your friendship with Rachel, you wouldn't have even gone to the wedding. I mean, I knew I needed to be there. She she is literally like one of my sisters, even though she doesn't live here. And like, I don't see her as often as my other friends. Like she holds this special, special place where I'm like, I, I had to be there. Yeah. Oh, so nice. That's really sweet. Okay. So I want to talk about work because you guys, obviously, we all kind of do the same thing. And I think it's kind of interesting because I think as I've kind of been like reading the research about like women, right? I think that there's such a, like I'm full abundance mindset, right? Like all women need to just like bring each other up, support each other, 
even if you're in the same business, like the better you're doing, the better I'm going to be doing. But I think that it's really difficult sometimes. And obviously like this with the wedding stuff too, this same could be said. It's really easy to maybe get competitive or jealous with your friends, especially if you're in the same business. You're like going through all this shit. So I'm curious to know, I feel like you guys probably don't deal with any of this, but do you ever feel a sense of competition? Do you ever feel a sense of kind of like this person's doing this? Maybe I should be doing this better. Or is it, I mean, I'm just curious. I I doubt it's the case, but. I think for me, as I get older, I am more and more, let's support each other. There is more than enough space where we can all succeed, even if we're doing the same things together. Like that's just my mindset, especially these last few years. So I don't feel that way in terms of the competition. It's more so like, how can we work together? Which is like a whole nother side topic, which we're doing with Recreation Sweat and Jeanette right now. How can we work together to just like expand and like grow each other's income and just kind of like just keep pushing each other up? Mm -hmm. I've always felt that with Rachel. I mean, every single, since the moment I met her, I'm also not a competitive person. (laughs) I'm very much like, I love what you do and I support. And Mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, I feel strong, like strongly in that as well, just because I feel like there is so much to go around. And Rachel and I, while we're in the same space, we're so different, you know? Yeah. Even though we love to train and eat well and, you know, this or that, I feel like we bring such different elements and aspects to our platforms. And I think it's so beautiful to be able to support. I've always been her biggest fan and I will always tell her like launch day, like we (laughs) send each other texts and stuff and it's just really sweet. I will always back my friends and be super supportive. I think that's. I thought you were going to say, I always tell her you got a fat ass. (laughs) (laughs) Does she always say that? I'm right behind you, sister. I'm working on mine. (laughs) Maybe. She always um, finds a way to say that, bring it to the conversation. Yeah. Like, if so I can get Zara, that. I'm a buyer guide. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. I I literally almost bought your guide today, Rachel. I was like, someone was like, wow, you look so cut. And I was like, she really does look so cut. Fucking eight-week damn. guide. Get me to the damn gym. <laughs> do get me to me. the gym. Insane. I know. In that little onesie. Oh, I'm down. Yeah, the onesie with the fanny pack. I love when my friends look good. I love when my friends are like launching shit. I'm sorry. Can we pause and talk about, sorry, Miss Cezanne. Can we talk about how fucking hot you look lately? Like you've always looked hot, but like you, the style. Yeah. The style. You guys. No, but really it's like blazer, mini skirt, mini dress. It's jewelry lately. It's been a lot. I'm just trying to step into my femininity and really, you know, come into my own. I I feel like I feel really confident these days and just trying to play into that. I think it's going for sure. It is showing. You know, like we're so young and I feel like I'm stepping into this new era, especially with the recreation sweat times Jeanette. Like I, I want to just embody this new person that I am and that I've become. Yeah. She's pretty rad. You've been like given this opportunity at kind of like a new evolution of life. I feel like you grew into one part of yourself with your ex and then a ton of shit went down and like the Phoenix, you know, the Phoenix burns and then rises from the ashes. I feel like you're on the rise right now. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that one time we had to cancel our podcast episode because I had a meltdown? No, no, no. (laughs) Okay, we tried. I'll tell the people. We tried to record. This is our literal seventh. This is the must be the 17th time we've tried to record this podcast episode. It's crazy. It's happening right now. But we just had like, I actually thought this was really beautiful. But last week we we were going on to record. We were all on, and well, we weren't all on. Janelle was trying to get on. Me and Rachel were on. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rachel and I have never met before. I'm fr- good friends with Jeanette. Rachel and I, have, so we're sitting there, kind of like, 
hey, you know, nice. And then we're like, oh, okay, Jeanette's like having some trouble. And I see Jeanette's face and she's like, I'm trying to get the leg to load and then starts crying. And then I'm looking at Rachel and Rachel's looking at me and it's like, oh my God, what what did we do? But well, the thing is, I've been through this so many times because Jeanette is the technology portion is a little bit challenging for some of us. The worst. The, the worst. Yeah. Anyways, the time before we tried to reschedule, my they were like working on my Wi-Fi in the freaking area. Yep. So we had to reschedule because of that. Then yeah. it was it was multiple things. But we are here now. And I think we're it's like the perfect time. And we got to meet Olivia. But that like was – I know. We got to hang. And so my point of the story being like all oh, this chaotic situation, I was like bleeding through my shorts, just started my period. But we were all sitting – and we were like, actually, let's just not do the podcast and let's just like hang out for 20 minutes. Yeah. And we literally just like sat on the Zencaster and talked and we were just, we all kind of were having weird days. And I, it was like such a, I don't know, I feel like the flexibility in that. And I think like with friendship generally, being able to be flexible with your friends and not hold them to this like insanely high standard. Like when they have shit going on, when something happens, it's like you just drop your shit and you're there for your friend. Yeah. Right. It felt very quarantine-esque doing yeah. the little cocktail hour on <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> but I feel like how fun is that? Like we should do that more. Like I just felt I like I felt so much better after it, you know, just Me to too. hang for a little bit. Because I, I mean, like living in Seattle, I feel like I don't have like a lot of close friends here. Yeah, And so that's why I do like calling Jeanette all the time and like finding a time when she's free for once which i know she's a busy gal she is but so busy i think we should do these more how fun the, it honestly is fun <clears throat> do you have a lot of long distance friendships rachel kind of my i feel like my other best friend taylor who we went to college together she lives in oregon and i okay. like can't remember the last time we saw each other in person oh maybe it was last summer but like we're on the phone all the time with each other so I think I do and my sister lives in Las Vegas yeah. so we're, we talk multiple times a day and yeah. so yeah I do just kind of works for you I'm mean, that's how I am I feel like all my friends I don't live in the same city as like I have like one friend in the same city so I feel yeah. like that's why I'm always audio messaging people like I'm audio messaging mm -hmm. or when I'm on my walks I'm calling like Jeanette and I will talk and it's you like guys, every time I get in my car I call like 10 people it's just a <gasps> thing Tom oh thinks I'm God. insane. Bridger like, does too. He's literally like, can you do, can you be alone? Like, do you? And I'm like, it. The only thing I want to do when I get in my car is talk to some. I do not want to listen to music. I don't want to listen to podcasts. I want to talk to my friends. Yeah, I mean, there's a time and a place for like the the music and all the things, but like I go through my list of people. It's my family members, then my friends, and like go through the whole list. So oh I feel gosh, like as it should I be. But I also feel like, Jeanette, you have such close friends so close to you. Yeah. You have such a tight knit. They show up at all times of the day. You know, like we all live in the same neighborhood and we all have kids. And so it's that I think that's why it's so busy for me that like mm -hmm. I I always prioritize like my kids and mom life first and then it's shut the kale up. So yeah, I, I mean, we spend a lot of time with our close friends. They've become our family, you know, and I want my kids to grow up with their quote unquote cousins and like, you know, just all of our friends and they don't see their friends when they're with their dad, just because like, you know, th those relationships have kind of fallen off. And so when they get home, they're like, hey, we want to see Miles and you know, wave and all of our friends. So yeah. Yeah. It's what's, what's it like for you, Rachel? And I guess for you, Jeanette too, but I want to hear from both of you about what it's like being friends with someone who's a mom and someone who's not a mom, because I find like with my mom friends, obviously Jeanette and I are good friends. One of my best friends is also a mom. Sometimes it's really hard to relate to some of the things where I'm like, bro, you are so fucking busy right now. Like I am stressed out for you. And then sometimes I feel <laughs> yeah. like my problems are also not worth talking about because I'm mm -hmm. like, this person has literal life to be responsible for. And I'm like, oh my God, like I was at dinner yesterday and my, this seam in my skirt ripped because I was so bloated. And like, 
that's like literally what I'm talking about. And they're like, oh, well, I have to like send my kid to school to kindergarten. We're trying to get them into schools. And I'm like, I should just not talk right now. So what's that like for you guys? I am so grateful for that friendship because it's taught me lit. Like I'm so excited to be a mom one day. It's taught me so much. Mm. Just like hearing what's normal, what's like happening in Jeanette's life with the kids, like going to visit them and like hanging out with them and like babysitting them. Like I, me and Bridger both learned so much and I'm so happy for that. And I'm so grateful for that. And I don't think it's more of like, I can't relate to you. It's like, oh, that's going to be me one day. I'm going to be just as fucking busy and chaotic and all the things during obviously like the childhood years. So I think it's so helpful to like know what's coming, you know, and just like kind of be ahead of the game that way and like kind of take that in and like learn those little tips and tricks as much as you can from afar. (laughs) Yeah. I think you're amazing with my kids, Rach. I know for a fact you're going to be the best mom ever. And I cannot wait for that phone call. Oh, my God. Anytime you say, Jay, can you talk? I'm always like, I mean, pregnant. She's ready. (laughs) She's got her hair done for the FaceTime video. Yeah. So funny. I I always just think, like, when is that, like, when is that day going to be? I know you've been saying that for years. I know. (laughs) For me, I feel like I love all of my mom friends. I have one mom friend who's also a single mom, and I learn a lot Mm. from her. She now has a partner, but, you know, it's it's conversations that we have that I can relate to. And then I have my married friends who I am both friends with, you know, mom and dad, which are it's so special. I mean, my friend group has gotten so close that like I even hang out with like their husbands, you know, it's it's like literally like that, like brothers and sisters. And it's it's really special. But the friends that I that I have that aren't parents I also feel like I can relate to and I don't know because I also don't have my kids some of the time, you know? Mm, Yeah. And I, I've gone to a point now where I really like the quiet, you know, when I'm not with my boys and before I would go hang out with my mom and dad friends and have all the kids around. But now I just kind of want that quiet. So it's kind of nice, you know, having both of those those worlds. And that's taken also, me so long to get to that point. So I'm enjoying. Long. I know. Yeah. You used to hate it. That used to be like, I don't know if it was like fearful of like just being alone, but now, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. But now it's like you do enjoy it. You get so much done. You're productive. Like, yeah. so that's cool to see. I will say, Jeanette, because I can – obviously speak to our friendship when you were with your partner and even after your or your ex-partner and like even after now you've never really made it you never really made it a point of like oh I'm a mom like I never felt felt like our friendship was different because you were a mom you've Mm -hmm. always been so cool so down to chill (laughs) like you know what it's like 2018 when we became friends 2019 but it's like I was just like coming over and the kids were there and we would eat and we would talk shit. And like, it was never, it was never like, okay, now be quiet because the kids are in the room. And like, we would just have so much fun the exact same way I would have fun with my other friends. We just were generally like at your house, but that's the way I like to chill anyway. So like, I've never felt like you've given off these like, oh my God, these mom vibes. And like, even when we would talk on the phone, you're like, yeah, this is what's happening with Elliot. This is what's happening with Cole. And I love them and I'm sure, and I know Rachel loves them. So it's like, you want to hear about it, but you've never been so overbearing about being a mom that it's like your soul identity. I feel like I totally agree. Yeah, I agree. I love that because it it is, it's like moms get lost in that. And maybe for a little bit, I did, you know, in the beginning when we give birth and there's just so much hormonal changes and even DNA changes when you you know, birth a child, like it's wild. Totally. But for the most part, when I have relationships, I want it to be about us and not the boys, me, you know, obviously they come with the package, like they are an extension of me, but I'm also just down to fucking chill. 
You literally are. And now you're down to eat fast food. You're down to drink wine. Oh my God. You know what's funny is that I don't even drink wine that all that much. Like if if you ever see me with a glass, I probably took two sips. That's where I'm at. I do enjoy weed on occasion. Ooh. That is not a surprise. And also, really quick though, to bring it back, to circle back to the voice, I have such unique <laughs> children. And I know you guys can vouch for that. They are the coolest yeah. little dudes I've ever met. They're like adults. Elliot's been an adult since he was two. Yeah. Since like, he could speak, actually. He's always been a little, like, I'm sure Rachel can speak more to this because you've known him since he was younger. But he's always been, like, literally fun to hang out with for me. Yeah. No. For sure. And then Cole's just – he needs like his own TV show because I could watch it all day, every day. It is so entertaining to me. Your Coleisms, like oh in God. your captions, those are my – I love kid questions. They're so funny. You never know what they're going to say. And then yes. you just need to post like a daily carousel of Cole. Like Literally. I just need it because it's so – He's like either sobbing or laughing and it's just hilarious. He's a cancer, right? He is. Yeah. With his little snaggle tooth and it's and his Einstein hair. Oh my god, the Einstein hair. He's like an old little man. He's like the man from up. <laughs> he looks like an Lumpa right now because he has like such blonde beachy hair with like brown brown skin. <laughs> it's so cute. He's literally yeah. like a, he's just unique, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's like quite the word. They're going to be listening to this podcast in like 20 years. Like, mom, why did you call us unique kids? (laughs) My boy is there unique. I've never met kids like them. Like, yeah. And I have lots of friends with kids. And I'm like, my kids are just different in such a cool way. I'm so happy. I'm I'm happy because it's a good thing, you know? Like, they have their own personality. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. I'm just not ready for dating life. And I know that's not going to happen anytime soon, but. But you know when it does happen, Rachel's going to be there for you to like fully support. Like, I feel like you're going to be so in on when Jay starts dating and it's like the stories that are going to come. I I already know. (laughs) I'm so excited. That's going to be like a whole other thing. It's going to be funny because probably when Rachel's like on her journey to motherhood, Jeanette's going to be her journey in dating. (laughs) No, oh I will God. be pregnant with Rachel. I think that's what she's. Oh pulling. wow! Oh my God! <laughs> oh, I didn't know this part of the timeline. <laughs> Let's fucking go! Wow. Okay. I don't think I'm done. Think I'm done. Well, and you've always Which said that, though. And I've I always said that. Yeah. Yeah. We think like I'm... one more. How many? Yeah. More? I mean, I know that the next person. Obviously not that I date, but like my person, like I'm going to want to have a baby with. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I just feel that like I'm not done. I would love a little girl and the boys want a brother or sister. So I feel like you were also so called for motherhood. Just generally. Yeah. Well, you wanted to be a doula, right? For a while. Yeah. I really wanted to be a doula before, you know. Things happened. Mm-hmm. I just love motherhood and pregnancy and just empowering every woman to be who they were meant to be, you know? Mm-hmm. As I feel like people, not the same. Obviously. Your birthing stories give me literal inspiration. Like the only reason I want to be pregnant is because I've seen you pregnant and like give birth. Like I literally have a kiddie pool in my cart on Amazon <laughs> for when I give birth. I'm like Tom straight in the middle of the living room. Dyson vacuum behind. <laughs> Keep up. Blender ready. Blender ready. <laughs> Blender ready. Vitamix ready. So for, the, for the placenta. Fucking wet jars oh on top. Wash <laughs> Dishwash the wet jars. Bring them out. Okay, you okay? Next thing you need to create an Amazon collage with all of your birthing like That's essentials. The kitty pool is birthing. The vitamin. <laughs> the wet jars. Oh wet my jars. god. 
That would be nice. So good. You guys it's know what though? I love this about me that I literally live, breathe, like shut the kill up isn't just like a, a thing. Like I literally um, use every, like all of my partnerships are literally because I use it all the time. Yeah. I mean, I love your branch, branch basics. basics. I do. Yeah. <laughs> right? Branch yeah. basics up there. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. I no, I know. You're, yeah, I love that about you. Okay, I want. Have you guys ever gotten in a fight? Yes. You want to talk about it? Which one? I don't know. Not that there's like a lot. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Well, was it was it when I called you? And I needed more. So there's another one. (laughs) Wait, there was one where I couldn't make it to you, and you're just like, dude. But I think that tied into the other part. So. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Jeanette's journey after the whole incident with the ex-partner was it's it was like a two-year process mm-hmm. that I just felt w- I was a part of, like in the trenches with her, like most mm-hmm. days of the week, like on the phone, the venting, all the things, which multiple times a day, multiple yeah. times a day. And yeah. so I think just by the end of like that two years, I just felt like it was starting to get a little bit more one-sided. And so I think I just had to reach out and be like, I, cause I had been reaching out, like I would leave texts, I would call. And then it started to just be less and less reaching back out from Jeanette's side. And I was like, I just feel like I need you right now, you know? And so I just felt a little bit more one-sided. So I voiced that to her. And then after that, it was so much better. You know, you made like an effort. I think just being aware of the situation and actually sharing thoughts in a relationship, any relationship is so beneficial because the other person can't read your mind all the time, you know? So it's like you have to have the confidence in your relationship that you can speak about these things and you can bring topics up because if it's a good relationship, you're freely able to do that, in my opinion. And so we kind of like hashed it out and then we figured it out. And then Jeanette was super receptive and I feel like you made a change like immediately. Yeah. I love this about you, Rach, that you are very vocal and communicative with your needs and with what you need from others. And with Bridger, with like, I've seen you, you know, even during like your wedding season, like all of that, I feel like you're really good at that. And I learn from you. And like you said, if this relationship is meaningful and it matters, you make those changes. I have never been one to be like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to change it up and like do things right. I've always been the type that is like, you hurt my feelings for saying that. Now I'm going to kind of retract, but with going through everything that I've been through, I've learned that those are patterns that I do not want in my relationships. Therefore, I have been working really hard on that. And so when Rachel felt that way, I felt like an awful person. I think I was crying on the voice note. (laughs) I left voice notes, but I was like, Rachel, Uh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I have so much on my plate, but it doesn't matter. Like, I love you. And I always want my friends to feel love and like they like they're number one, you know? Mm-hmm. So what a mature way of handling it, you guys. I think so many people probably needed to hear that because I think a lot of us are in one-sided friendships with really close friends and we kind of feel – I think a lot of us feel scared to come to our friends because – like, I'm sure, Rachel, you wanted to support Jeanette and then you didn't want to be like, you know, it's like a lot of times, you know, I don't want to be dramatic. I don't want to be da 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 But it's like if you really need someone and you feel like you've supported them, it's it's like all love. It, that's I feel like what it is. It's all love. And like the way Jeanette received it, like you said, she was so receptive. It's all love. And so to me, that's such a mature way. And I know that like throughout our lifetimes, like friends, friendships are going to fizzle. Like I had this Mm -hmm. extremely close friendship in middle school through high school and then it totally fizzled and it was so painful. I feel like to lose a friend like that. And so I think just like learning from those situations over time, it's like 
being vocal with your thoughts and your needs and just bringing that to the forefront instead of just, I don't know, stepping backward without saying anything. And then that's when it just gradually you drift apart and no one says anything. And then that's when there's like no friendship left. So I think being the bigger person and like actually sharing what is bothering you at the moment. Like I probably could have done it a lot sooner because I think I was like holding on to this weight for I don't know how long, weeks or months, but like I definitely could have brought it to the forefront a lot sooner and then we could have, you know, fixed it sooner on. But like nonetheless, we talked about it and we're even closer, I feel like. Oh, Rach, I can like feel your heart when you're talking about it. All the feelings are so valid, you know, especially because like you don't have very many close friends to you, like physically, you know, Mm. and so reaching out like those little texts and stuff, because I feel like we're both really good at like texting and being like, hey, sis, I hope you're having a beautiful day. Love you. Your ass looks great. Or, you know, like little (laughs) things like that. But I don't know. I just. Like just even hearing you talking about it now and seeing how like walk like looking at you right here just made me feel like, oh, I just want to give her a hug and tell her that you're <laughs> that's right. Oh mm. well we're fast. I feel on. like I feel like too, yeah, you guys do a virtual hug. I feel like uh, Jeanette, with everything you were going through, I'm sure it was really difficult for you to car- compartmentalize everything that was going on in your life with like motherhood, with dealing with a separation, then a divorce, then all of these things that were happening. And I think it was probably, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, just like what Rachel, when Rachel came to, it was like a reminder. And you were like, oh, wait, I can do this. I can give her the attention she needs. I'm so focused on everything I have going on right now, but I just need to like, there's my, there's my reminder. Like Rachel said, we can't read people's minds. People can't read our minds. So for, for her to be able to come to you and tell you that, and for you to be so receptive, that's like the dream scenario. It's the dream scenario. And I feel like all friends should try and emulate that. I really do. Yeah. I am that type of person that like I take on a lot and I put a lot on my plate and I try to do it all because I want to. And also because I don't want to let people down. Would I say I'm a people pleaser? Not really. Like, I feel like I have good boundaries up, but like, I do want to just do a lot because I can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's such a good reminder when friends are like, hey, I need attention. Like, you're not (laughs) giving it to me, you know, because I feel like I just do pockets of like, okay, I like, I don't finish the project but I have a lot started and I just Mm -hmm. need someone to be like, yo, you got to finish that. Okay, cool. Or like, Hey, I need you to text me or like love on me. Okay, cool. I love you. some, you know, and it's like little things like that. I love reminders. I need them. (laughs) I love that. Be honest about what you need in a friendship, you know? Yeah. Cause I care. I do. Mm -hmm. I know. We all know that. that. Yeah. We all see that. You guys have such a beautiful friendship. I don't think I realized, like I knew I was like, oh, I want to record with them because I've obviously like heard from Jeanette how amazing you are, Rachel. And then I'm like, I want to like, I'm sure a lot of people would be inspired by their friendship. I'm feeling very, very like almost emotional. You guys have a really, really beautiful friendship. I mean, she lets me come over and do my laundry whenever I'm in town, which seems to be the past three times now. (laughs) Probably the best laundry room of all laundry rooms. She lets me do laundry. She gives me supplements. She makes me a smoothie. We we do ice baths in her backyard. It's a good, it's a good friendship. It's a good time. It was a good time. surreal to watch you do your book signing. That one time that you came and you had it here like close by. I cried. Okay, but here's the thing. People didn't know they were getting like a double, double whammy because they were in line to to get their book signed. I had the best time at the Orange County book signing. It was so much fun, Costa Mesa. Then they got in line to say hi to Jeanette. (laughs) Uh, Yes. And I'm not even kidding you. The community that you have is unlike any, like I was signing someone's book and 
this girl in front of me is shaking, looking at Jeanette and asked me, do you think she'll care if I take a picture with her? Oh, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Go ask her. And so, <laughs> just just know that the community you have is like on another level. Jay, people love you. I feel that about you. <laughs> you know, I think it's because we are who we are online. I mean, obviously, I'm much vulgar in person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you know it's like when when anyone comes and meets me i'm not gonna be like oh sorry i can take a photo or no sorry it's like no you guys are what makes a community you know and so giving back and like being able to do that is so cool i'm just shocked that people you know follow and like me it's it's weird i'm not i'm not shocked about it I'm not shocked. I feel like both of you guys have really intensely good communities. And then like what I was saying in the beginning, it's like you guys bring each other up. It's like friends who are able to like, you guys are a power couple for all intents and purposes. You're a power friendship. I'm sending you a voice note right after we we hang out, Rach. Damn. I know. She's, I actually have reminders for Jeanette (laughs) for this project that we're working on, which we can't share too much. I don't know when this is going to be live, but like. It's going to be live next week, so we won't say a ton. Okay, so amazing. Something is huge is coming out for Recreation Sweat times Jeanette Aranda, and it's going to come out early fall, and we're really excited about it. And Jay's been putting so much time and effort into it, and it's basically like you can give a little summary, not what it is, but like what you've been doing, I guess, that's been helping you. So – I'm basically bringing people into my inner world and allowing them to see what I've done for myself to get to where I'm at. And it's basically what I needed when I was going through some of my hardest seasons and stages of what I went through. And so I just want to be able to lift others up and share wisdom with people and just move with them in a way where we get to move our bodies as well as challenge our minds and just get deep to the to the root of issues so that we become better humans as a community because I feel like community is everything and that's all I'm going to say about that but I'm so excited and I am living and breathing it so that when the time comes to present it and talk about it more like it's just you know it's effortless and it's it's what I do I am basically little little tidbits that you can incorporate into your day that Jeanette does and has been doing that's been making a huge difference in her life and I feel like everyone was obsessed with your lifestyle beforehand so and everything you've been doing now is even more inspiring. So the fact that that's going to be available for people is so sick. I don't even know what it is, but I'm excited. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah. Um, We'll fill you in after. Yeah. You'll fill me in after, but I love both of you. Where can people find you? Rachel, where can people find you? Rachel's good eats on Instagram. It is R-E-C-H-A-E-L. People have a big period. Period. Man, come on. Get got get the A in there. Or Recreation Sweat is our fitness company. And we're so excited about it. We have fitness accessories and now activewear. The best. The best. Go get those socks. Love you guys. (laughs) Go get some booty bands, some socks, some fanny packs, and onesies. I want that fanny pack, Rach. I want what you're wearing right now. I want the green sweater. We'll send it to you guys. Back. This comes out in July. Club. That's that cute. green is money. Yeah, that's you know, a money green. Jeanette? You can find me at Shut the Kill Up on Instagram. And I'm going to be redoing my website hopefully soon. And what else is what else are you going to be doing on a consistent basis? Recreation sweat, no. baby. Your newsletter, Jay. Oh. oh, that's good. That's good. Where are you gonna have- okay, I already did a like to know, which is <laughs> crushing. Okay. Rachel's like, where can people find you, Jeanette? Tell us about your newsletter, Jeanette. I just got to keep this <laughs> bitch in mind. <laughs> get, get your newsletter out. Newsletter is the 
dude, I love my newsletter, fam. I love my newsletter. Newsletters are it. I need. I I have to get. I have to get this done this weekend. I don't have boys, so I'm going to try my best to like do the things that I need to do on my list for Rex Wet. Mm. But also, I need to get on that newsletter game. You do. And I will have a video call with you if you want it. And we can go through it. We can do all the things. And I'm going to hold you accountable. You're such a sweetheart. Look at this fucking support, you guys. Listen, if you learned anything no. from this <laughs> podcast. It's because it won't get done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it okay. won't get done unless she literally calls me. That's how I do things. It's so weird. I wish people knew that about me. Now, now they do. <laughs> now <laughs> they do. It's out now. It wasn't out before. It's out now. This is so this fun. Is fun. I love you guys. Hopefully, we can all hang out at some point. Too bad I'm not in Portland anymore, Rachel. It could have been easy, but I know. Mm. I know. But I'm in California. Um, let's just go visit Rachel in Seattle. Dude, I'm so down. I'm trying to eat some fucking Pike Place mac and cheese situation. Soon, there's some good food in Seattle. Anytime what? I go to Seattle, mac I just and cheese. Regional. I didn't know they had that. Isn't there mac and cheese at Pike Place Market? It's like supposed to be amazing. I can tell cheese? you. I we can know. find it, and we and we'll we find can it. have it. I just want your cookie it. skillet, Rachel. I'm down for the cookie skillet too. And all I wanted to say was no new friends, sis. Fuck. I'll make you one. I'll make you guys one. Oh, dang. Straight up, I'm down. All right, bye. 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 Love you, girls.